You know, I get it. I used to look out my car window during my lunch hour on my corporate gig and wonder when my life would start. Many times I thought, is this really it? I had responsibilities, bills, and no one around me was really loving what they did or their lives, really. It was hard to believe then that there were dope women really living their purpose and showing up fully in their careers and their businesses. Now having to do, now having the opportunity to do the work I'm passionate about and interview women that are living their sole purpose and getting paid, it's amazing how far I've come. Far from that girl staring at her car window wondering if there was more to life. And yes, girl, <laughs> there is. If you like to find out how I did it and how it's possible for you too, if you've ever felt this way and are ready to take action, I'm actually conducting interviews um, for my new Awkward Goddess membership where I'll be having amazing guests and guides along with bonuses and much more to help you stay accountable and take action. Simply DM me on Instagram or email me. All the links will be available in the show notes. And now, on to our interview. Today is all about unfolding into yourself with Shayreen. Find out how meditation allowed her to really show up as herself. How women of color can start holding space for one another, being okay with people walking away, why you should keep asking for what you want, and she gives us her guide on her meditation practice and so much more. Oh, there have been several times, but uh, what really set me down this path, I would say motherhood, you know, I lost being that confident person, having my own time, my own schedule, to having to care for another being, while maintaining a relationship with my husband, none of that was what I expected. You know, we all grew up with this dreamland of what relationships are supposed to look like. When they don't end up that way, you just, you crumble, you basically crumble. Um, so it was, it was hard for me to maintain who I thought I was and who I thought I was supposed to be while adapting to motherhood and adapting to two different parenting styles. Um, while working full-time too, uh, it just all threw me for a loop. And I just, I just wasn't who I thought I was. And then I had to figure out, okay, if that's not who I am, well, who am I really? So can you talk to us? There are three things that stuck out for me. And can you tell us who did you think you were, right? And what was asking you that question? And then what was this thing in your in your mind that was saying this is what I was supposed to be meant to be, right? Because you also brought that up that you said, oh, who I thought I was and who I thought I was meant to be. Like, tell us, kind of walk us through what brought, who did you think you were? And then how did you start, like, I guess, unraveling that and maybe even creating, you know, what is the person that you are now? Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's a great question, by the way. Um to start, where to start? Um, the questions just kept coming, you know, like be super emotional. Um, 
and I don't think I ever was a super emotional person. I mean, I was always loving and big heart, but I just don't think I was emotional, like breakdown emotionally. <laughs> um, I was crying a lot. Um, I was, I felt like there was just so much despair in me around me when it really wasn't that way. I mean, I have a great life. I shouldn't have been feeling that way that I, in my mind, I should not have been feeling that way. Um, because I, ha I had a great husband. I still have a great husband. Um, I was financially stable. I had a great job. Um, I just, but there was something that just kept tugging at me, tugging at me, tugging at me saying, Hey, this is not the real you. This is not reality. Does that make sense? Like that's not the reality that I was making for myself. Um, and I guess to say, hmm, I guess who I thought I was, I, I thought I was this strong force of a woman that didn't need anybody, mm. that didn't need to show um, that weakness and that emotional side of me, mm. um, didn't need to share um, I didn't need to share with so many people who I was. And so I, I hid a lot of that. A lot of people called me a hermit for a while. Sometimes they call me that now too, by the way. <laughs> um, but I really just didn't know. So I, I kind of just went into myself. And I think that's where meditation really started peaking for me. It's like, hey, you know, you can touch a part of you that's loving and it's accepting of who you are, where you are in that moment. Mm. Um, and that's, and that's why I definitely love meditation. Why I love guiding people because you get to be okay right where you are in the mess, in the good times, the bad times, wherever you are, wherever you show up, it's okay to be that. <laughs> um, you don't have to show up being perfect, strong, able body. You just, you meet yourself where you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I think it's in that moment of silence. I think we try... Like for me, that that's the way it was. I when I was going through my breakdown, and and I've talked about this. If being a woman of color, sometimes too, we always have to have it together, or mm -hmm. have it look like you. You know, we've been through so much, right? Each yeah. of us in our own way, obviously. Um, and then it's like get it together, right? You're yeah. not allowed to break down. We've gone through mm -hmm. so much, and then you're gonna let a little sadness get to you. Right? Exactly. exactly. And it's like, for me, I felt like I couldn't really go to my community or my family um, because they, they had me in this box and I was, I needed to break down that box and who I was to recreate myself. And I couldn't do it in that community because whether we like to or not, we put ourselves and other people in these nice little boxes. And when they yes. act out, out of that, it's, 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 question something in them and they're not ready to be questioned either you know we don't realize that our darkness shows other people their darkness and they're not ready to face it or they're exactly. not in that space um so it's i really love that you say you know kind of going into being accepted however you you come right so mm -hmm. how did you how did you well talk to us about how did you do that like where did that decision come for you when it came to meditation and then tell us how it started to help you come out of that, I guess, if that's, if that makes sense, like coming yeah. up. 
absolutely. That's a good way to say it, too. Um, so, like, early 2000s, like, I dibbled and dabbled in meditation. You know, it was, it was just there for when, like, I had my major, like, breakdowns. But I would say probably about five years ago, I experienced several, like, big anxiety attacks, which at the time I didn't even know they were anxiety-related. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, you know, I've heard the word anxiety, this anxiety, that. I'm like, I don't have that. I'm too strong for that. Wow. <laughs> but, I, but I remember specifically driving over the bridge. We have this thing called High Five in Dallas. And I remember specifically, girl, I could not drive over that bridge. Like, I had to pull over to the side because I was shaking to death. And in that moment, I heard this voice clear as day saying, hey, you've got to figure this out. There's something that you need to touch. And so I, I reached out to a girlfriend, um, and she told me to reach out to another girlfriend who was a life coach. I didn't bother t- talking to her for about two years. I just kind of managed on my own, going to several therapists. Um, they all tried to put me on all kinds of medication. Mm-hmm. I'm not against medication. Whatever works for you works for you, mm-hmm. but it wasn't for me. Um, I just didn't want to put anything else in my body that I wasn't aware of, um, I just didn't want to put anything else in my body. I wanted to figure out a way to do it naturally. Um, so when I finally did reach out to this life coach, Marla Teolia, Teolia, Teolia mm-hmm. um, I was scared out of my wits to like speak to somebody about what I was feeling, what I was going through. Um, I really just, I had no idea how to speak. I think our first meeting, I did not even speak. I just listened to all her questions. <laughs> Um, but gradually over a couple of years, you know, she kept asking me questions and I got more and more comfortable and I just started to share with her who, who I was already becoming. I don't know if that makes sense either. Um, you know, about my history growing up in the church with my mom, you know, I I never was like a religious person. I'm still not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. Um, but I never felt so connected with the church community either, but I found a whole community here in Dallas that is just as spiritual as I am. I found a group of sisters that are just as spiritual as I am. We all have our different beliefs, but they were so accepting and honest with where they were and their path that I felt like my vulnerability was allowed to be shown. Mm. And there's something in that um, allowing women of color to use that vulnerability to build each other up. That when I started doing that, like everything just, it just fell. I, don't, I can't describe it. It just, it just fell off of me. <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm perfect now and I don't struggle some days, but it just felt like the weight was lifted. Like I felt like I could finally be supported and be my, be who I want to be, create the world who I want, create for the world who I want to be. Yeah. Why do you think we hold space for one another? Like, what does, I, I think we, we talk about holding space and I think we're learning to hold space with therapists, right? Because I feel like legally they can't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's okay to go to them. Absolutely. I feel like, how do we start to hold space as women of color for one another? instead of I think what we do or don't or some of us right and it it all depends obviously what community we're talking about what space you're in and I Mm -hmm. I, I'll even call myself out in the past I had a friend who was never really showed her emotions you know she she was really private 
And Mm -hmm. the one time she kind of was like having a breakdown, I was almost like, and I'm, you know, ashamed to say, I was almost like disgusted. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like get it together. You know, I was just like, because I had, I, I realized that I had put her in this box. And I didn't know how to walk her through it because she never let me in. Mm. Went from zero to a never, like super private, right? Always has it together to like, almost like, I don't know what's going on. And me seeing her like, that was so weird. And I didn't know. And obviously I was not doing the work. I was not in the state. (laughs) Like, obviously I had a friend who was super private. Obviously I was very private and needed everything to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and along the years, obviously I've learned that I needed to do the work and I need to, to be around people that are doing the work as well. But I noticed mm-hmm. during my depression, there really wasn't anybody, not because they were going to say anything, but, but it was kind of like, I would, I would have my moment and they were just kind of like, get it together, you know, like, okay, girl, well, you know, you got to figure it out, go figure it out. Like, how can we hold space uh, for one another, give each other support, but at the same time, like allow us to I guess yeah be vulnerable have that but like I guess that is my own search right for one another to to have a space where we give women of color the opportunity to be vulnerable to be open and to have their breakdown like if how can we do that for each other and how did the women do that for you you know I think it starts with trusting the self um because you can be invited to so many circles and so many groups and so many communities, but until you allow yourself or even, I don't know if trust is the word I'm looking for, but if you allow yourself to be in those settings and you start to recognize that, Hey, you know, there's other people like me. I think, I think from as little girls, we're taught to like hold everything in just to be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women of color, that's just where we're coming from, from the background. So, mm-hmm. you know, we can get together as friends and hang out and stuff, but we're not really talking or discussing. Real shit. The real, <laughs> the real shit. Yeah, the real shit. You know, we're like, we look great on the outside and all this stuff looks perfect. But you know what? On the inside, I might be bawling my ass off. You know, right. Right. we need to get real about it and say, hey, you know, it's okay to, again, I just keep coming back to show up it's okay to show up as you are that day. You don't have to come with the facade of perfect world. It's just not reality. Right. And I think it's just taken so long, right? To build that perfect woman on the outside, right? Hold everything in that. It's almost like we're at the brink of it. Like it's like this pressure we built and everything looks really pretty outside and we don't want it to break down. But we don't realize like how many, because I've had clients who want to do their podcast, but they're unsure if their community will hold space for them once they start opening up, will they be looked at the same? Will they yeah. still have the same respect? Will, you know, and that was one of the things that I started realizing with, with, you know, several women and it hurt my heart for them because I'm like, their story was so incredible. They've accomplished these beautiful things, but they weren't talking about the journey to get there because they weren't sure for themselves and also for their community if they were going to hold space. And that was sad to me, you know, because I'm like, your story is so needed because we need to be able to see each other that, look, we can go through this and we can still accomplish these things. 
Exactly. We can still be great while going through the well, valleys, you know? I mean, that's just life. It's a series of peaks and valleys, and it's good for us to have a support group um, of women of color. Right. And, you know, even in my community now, I, I find small nuggets of women of color. But when we see each other, it's like we latch on. Oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> I think it's how you vibrate, too. Like, once you start vibrating in a certain area, you start finding your little tribes and pockets of people mm -hmm. um, that are available to hold that space for you. Mm -hmm. And you hold that space for them. Right. And I think you're right. It is learning for yourself first and then finding that community and yeah it is if you're five you know if you're vibrating at the same level you're going to start to attract that yeah. what do you feel women can do or what did you do right you you found meditation if someone's in that space right now in that space that you and i have been right where it's really dark there are no answers we don't know we don't know that there's this community obviously that's the other side what would be, I guess, you know, the first step that you would say to them for them to go and do? I would say that you're not alone because for me personally, that's where I was. I thought I was so alone. I was so terrified of like telling my mom, like, you know, I really don't believe in all that you believe in. This is what I believe in. Mm. And she was perfectly fine with it. All those years, I'm kidding. Like I'm 44 now. I think it took me till 42 to share that with her. <laughs> And she was perfectly fine with my process, my path. So I think just asking, saying, hey, you know, this is where I am. And people will either direct you or walk away. The people that are not for you, don't you want them to walk away anyways? Right. Um, I would just say be brave enough to create your, be brave enough to ask so that you can create your own world. I love that. <laughs> and I think that's the biggest thing, right? We don't ask. Yes. Yeah. How did you learn to start asking? I think I just came to such a choice where I had no other choice. I mean, like you said, the answers weren't there. Um, and I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I, Going back to who I thought I was, I just thought I was always this person that could overcome everything on my own. But when I got to that state of mind, I knew that there was no way that I was going to figure this out on my own. I had to get some help. I had to get some guidance. That was, I had to get guidance. Hmm. And I think also letting women know, like, you may ask a person that's not the right person and just keep asking. Keep asking. Yes. For some reason too, I, I, I don't know wherever I, I got this from, but I thought that my voice wasn't was, would not be heard. So I never really asked for help. You know, I knew how to ask for what I needed with a man, but I was never taught how to ask like for what I needed for myself. So I, guess I, I guess I always saw other women figures doing so much for men instead of for themselves. Mm. And so I think it's very important for us to know that we have to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of our families. We can take care of our communities and then come back to us you know I mean starts with us what is taking care of you look like self-care girl I love me some self-care <laughs> <laughs> um, and it could just be 
you know, making sure my daughter's at a play date. I could be at home. It doesn't have to require any money. Just carving out time for alone time for myself. And most of the time that's in the morning before I even anybody else in the household wakes up. Um, just giving myself that space to think clearly. Um, then I, I, I love to party. I love to celebrate with my friends. I like to get my hair done, you know, <laughs> uh, I like my nails done. I like to be cute. <laughs> um, none of that changes just because I meditate. But self care is another thing too. Like, it's not just about hair. It's not just about nails. It's giving yourself that internal time to be alone. You don't have to be with somebody just all the time. Why do you think we're so afraid to be alone sometimes? Is it because what we're facing, or because it's scary? <laughs> And you, you get to be with your thoughts and, you know, half the time the thoughts are not real. Um, you're just creating those stories and the stories are scary. Right? Makes sense. It's funny. I never thought about that because yeah. I think I spent a lot of alone time. Mm -hmm. um, I like a lot of alone time, but I think because there was always so much noise in my house, I couldn't hear myself, mm -hmm. but I wasn't mm -hmm. aware of that. And so I spend a lot of alone time and then I realize like I'll start getting frustrated and I don't realize like you're, you've been alone too much, you know, yeah. you go out with people, but because I've gotten so used to it, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you need to go out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's yeah. like, we're so afraid of her. So, and, and yeah, I will admit that for me, I guess when I'm alone, I know how to keep myself busy right? Yeah. Know um, how to host space. I like, I know how to do things by myself, be myself all the time. I'm, I'm okay. Um, but when it came in the beginning, when I was going through my things and they, you know, I knew about meditation. Mm -hmm. I just sitting down was, I guess, my alone time and sitting there and all these thoughts coming up, I was afraid. Yeah. So I didn't want to sit there because I didn't really know that you're that I guess it was well, not the point. Right. But I guess part of that is letting go of those thoughts. So mm. what like is your process when it comes to having that time when you are afraid of your thoughts? Like, how can you make that so that you're able to sit there and kind of start, I guess, disconnecting from your thoughts and connecting to yourself? Good question again. Um, you know, it's a practice. They call meditation a practice because you know the mind is busy constantly. Um, and it's always going to be until we're no longer breathing. Um, but my own practice, you know, I, I get up in the mornings and I, I make sure I get that time in the morning because it helps me put my thoughts in different compartments, like what's really real, what's I need to do. And then if I don't need to, be with those thoughts. It also just allows me a way to not even focus on them mm -hmm. um, and just be there with my breathing. Um, and, and meditation, there are so many discoveries. I mean, I don't have all the answers. I don't think the oldest monk has all the answers. <laughs> um, it's, not a, it's not a magic pill. It's just a way to connect you with your energy and your breath. And when you learn how to practice that part of it other things just unfold naturally 
and I'll, personally, I'll tell you a story. Um, I used to have like this really big jealous streak, almost like a paranoid streak of my husband being with other women. And that was all these stories like made up, made up in my head because of previous relationships. Like my husband's almost like a saint, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I put all this stuff on him because I was creating these stories in my head. And that's one of the things I will tell you that meditation has helped me with. It's like pull away from what's real and what's not real. Um, so I can see clearly. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have plenty of stories, but <laughs> that's, one the, that's one of the ones that really sticks in my head because I don't even know where I came up with half that nonsense. <laughs> right. So with the meditation, it helped you with that, like releasing those thoughts, is that what you're saying? Or, or like with new affirmation, like how, I guess if you can describe exactly like how it helped you when you were having these stories, were you just better able to see them? Like, oh, this is where they're coming from. I need to release them. Or how did that work? I don't think I knew where they were coming from. Um, that's one thing for neuroscience to figure out, like where all the thoughts come from. Um, but I think it helped me realize, like, this is your reality. This is how he's behaving. This is how you're behaving. There's no way that the story could be true. Like, it helps you, like, balance out reality. Um, you know, sometimes we make up these stories in our heads about, just for instance, like what all needs to get done. Does it really all need to get done today? No. Um, is it okay if it gets done tomorrow? Sure. But why do I think I need to be Wonder Woman running around with my head cut off <laughs> doing all these things? I, I just, I guess the best way for me to explain it is to say that you get to compartmentalize your thoughts and things that are relevant and important to you. I love that. Things are making so much sense to me right now. <laughs> because I I wanted to bring you on because you're just a, a light. Every I see oh, you. you need to get on her Instagram. Every time I see her her Instagram, I'm all oh like the birds are. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> that makes nice. me so happy. Where you are. <laughs> so so happy. I'm always like if I could just reach one person, I'm I'm, I'm done. <laughs> no, it's like it's so good, and I'm like I want to be in that state. I don't want to be so reactionary. And, you know, to my credit, I'm not what I was before. Right. Yeah. I'm very more aware, but I think in, in the beginning, like I, I spoke to a friend the other day, you know how you don't want to be, but you don't, you're not sure how to change it. Yeah. And when you are, it's still a process because, okay, there, there's these steps, but you're your own person and you have to figure out what steps work for you. Right. It's absolutely a process. So, it's like, I, I would still be reactionary and then I would feel guilty and then I would judge myself and then I would judge myself for judging myself. <laughs> yes. It's a like, process, girl. It is a process. It's like, it's okay, girl. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like this whole thing. But yeah, I love how I will definitely look at meditation different. I think before it was me sitting there what what being alone is maybe for other people that aren't alone all the time right um yeah. me sitting there understanding like okay now i'm going to sit with my thoughts and i can't say that word i either compartment right. 
hard hard to say it. <laughs> Let me just say it. Um, so now it's making a lot more sense. I want to talk to you about becoming, right? You you talked about becoming. Can you elaborate on that and kind of tell us how did this becoming of you, how did that change in your life? Like what does life look like for you now because of that? You know, I jostle with the word becoming or finding myself again. I don't know if that's the term that I want to use, but I use it all the time (laughs) for something different. So if you can come up with something, let me know. (laughs) Um, Come on. I think I'm still, I know I'm still a work in progress and I think it will be till I take my last breath. Um, But being okay with who I am, where I am on any given day is really showing me that I'm actually living my real self now. living and being my real self before, you know, I used to go and do things. I would get so pissed off at myself um, for being one way one day. And then the next day, you know, beating myself up about it. But you know what? We're human. We're not supposed to live this perfect life. We just get to be here um, while we're here and do the best we can each day. Um, So becoming, finding myself, sitting down in my practice, Every day, sometimes twice a day, I don't, I don't know, you know, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. Um, it has just helped me unfold so many pieces of me. That's what I want to use. How did I unfold? How, yes, that's the word I want to use, unfold. It's helped me unfold so many pieces of me that are true to my spirit. Mm. Um, and my spirit now guides me versus me guiding this body before I hope that makes sense yes it was beautiful um, and you know one of the things I hope this is not too woo-woo one of the things that I really find beautiful about meditation and I hope that anybody that's really starts practicing or dives into practice also contemplates and comes to the same thing is that you realize that there is so much more to you internally than what you see in a mirror every day. Um, And I think that's what keeps me going back to my practice because I get to see so much more of who I really am. Are you trying to make me cry? Is that what you're trying to do? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just want to share it. I want to share it so much, but you know, everybody has to go through their own process. You know, we're all, such a work in progress and if we could just figure out how beautiful we are uh, it makes me want to cry just talking about it right. um how beautiful we are really and how we're all connected right. um, everybody would meditate <laughs> right no and and i think everybody can agree that when they do even do start to even started or doing once in a while like i when i first started i would do 20 minutes every day and i started seeing some stuff that i was like whoa (laughs) so and then i got away from it right um and and so i remember how it was helping me 
and things that were happening and, and me being able to, it, it was taking away all the gunk that was in my way. That's how I described it. Yeah. Will to keep your spirit a lot more clear. Mm. Questions that I never even had. Like there was questions that were being answered that I, I didn't even know that I, that I needed those answers. Like I wouldn't have known that because I was just so much in my head or, or in the act of doing. And when yeah. I started to meditate, there was just this peace and this opening of questions being answered that I never even knew that I needed. Yeah. Like that's, that's the part that was the best part for me. Yeah. These things started healing me that I don't think I would have ever gotten there on my, on my own or trying to figure out because I, I am that type of person. Where I'm like, okay, let's get it. Let's figure it out. <laughs> the steps. What do I need to do to get to number three or four or five? And with, with having that peace, which I never really connected to because I would say because of my upbringing and then I recreated that. Mm. You know, I think we have to take responsibility that when we're, when we're little, you know, we can't, we can't control our, our, how we grow up but after right. that it, it is in our control but we just don't know how to take control of it because yeah. we think it has to be this hard thing when it could just be something simple as sitting down and staying quiet but I think we don't we don't have that enough in a in a community with people of color right. um, I grew up as an immigrant I certainly we I never heard of meditation my whole life um and we don't know how how simple it really can be you know I'm yeah. not easy but but it is simple you know yeah. to learn to to say to be in a quiet place um yeah. that's so why I love teaching children I mean I feel I feel like we can reach the little ones now oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's my goal it's like let's reach these little ones now so they can start to understand an emotion or thoughts just an emotion or a thought it's not who you are you know it's just right yeah. see that's something that I think we we do think we are our actions mm -hmm. And, and our emotions and um, and I think we get very attached to that that this is who I what I do is who I am yes. um, and then whoever I get attached to is who I am too yes um, and it, yeah if had I had something like this very different absolutely yeah so I think that's so important so I'm just gonna switch it over a little bit thank you so much for that that just has cleared so much stuff up for me and I know it's gonna clear up for other people as well and that's why I wanted to bring you on because it's definitely I think a conversation that is really needed to be had by a woman of color so we can see that <clears throat> how it's excuse me how it's changing for you and for us to be able to see ourselves in someone else yes but I think even having this conversation is just so peaceful like I am so much in peace right now <laughs> because of and mind you we're not even in the same room Right. Because of your energy, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of us don't even have that. I don't think we have that type of energy yet, um, of those type of women. Um, so that's why I started the podcast, because I knew that there are women out there that, you know, unfortunately, um, or fortunately, um, they don't have that yet. Yeah. yeah. So this is one way to show them, hey, this person reflects you. And she yeah because of this, this is what it's doing. Um, but I want to just switch over. I know that now this is your practice, right? This is what you do. And you help other women. 
how was that shift? Because I, I feel like I read you came from the corporate world and now you're doing this. Am I, am I right? Can you talk yes. to us about how different that was for you <laughs> to move into this type of work that you're doing now? You know, it was super scary to jump off the bandwagon. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, the corporate world just wasn't for me anymore. Um, and the real estate business, you know, I, I love it, but it just, it wasn't for me anymore. I found myself being so anxious and not wanting to even share that part of me anymore. I, I, I knew I had to do something else. Like I had, I, I had something I needed to give back to the world other than my working skills. Um, and I needed to share the things I was learning. Um, it, it's so important to me now to share what meditation offers just on the slightest note, and it's up to each individual to make form their own practice, but it's just, it's so important for people to understand that you have everything right where you are. Um, so it's just important for me to share what, I, what I've learned and what I hope to keep learning. And so that we can all just keep building community. It's so important for this earth and this planet for us all to keep building and just come to the realization that we are one and that we're all created here to love. That's what we're here for. How was that for you in the beginning to, to let go of, of even like, I would say, you know, like the security of that job and then change the mind shift of like, I am, I am going to do purposeful work and then allowing yourself to just trust, um, or was that easy for you? I mean, I'm assuming it wasn't, but I could be wrong as well. No, it wasn't easy. Um, you know, I, I have a husband, so I have some help. Um, but it's still, I was used to making my own money and having my own funds. So it was hard to um, not have that side coming in. But again, I knew that I, I needed to do it. It, it. it really didn't matter. It just, I knew I needed to do it. Like, we could sell everything we had. I and I knew I had to do this work. Wow. And talk about the the first few, I guess, would it be clients or did you start doing workshops? Because I'm also speaking, I guess, to the, to the spirit printer, right? Mm -hmm. That's like, okay, I know this is my purpose, but like, how do I make this into a business? So it is sustainable so that I can continue to do what I'm doing. Well, um, I was lucky enough. Again, this is one thing that Marla helped me with my life coach. Um, remember again one of the first meetings she and I had she helped me like brainstorm she pulled out this big white piece of paper and said if you could do your dream job what were things would you do um and she had me write down all these things and I again I had no idea that I was actually going to make this into a business <laughs> I just thought I wanted to do it but even then I knew that I wanted to work with people on smaller scales in the corporate world with meditation because I wrote down, I see bodies, um, but not faces or here. I see, I hear voices, but don't see bodies. And I'm writing down. It has to be a, a, a good environment, not corporate. Um, I have this whole list of things that I knew that I needed. And so when I go to work for certain companies, they have to match what I wrote. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, like their environment has to be, 
I could feel their environment. <laughs> um, did I answer your question? Did I go off on a tangent? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you started saying how with um, your life coach, you kind of just started developing what it is that your dream job was, but it turned into a business. And then off of that vision, you then started going out, I guess, to companies. Was it that you were wanting to do meditation with companies or? Yes, I wanted to teach. I really wanted to just start off with kids, but somehow I ended up going to adults too, <laughs> teaching adults at corporate locations. I have a couple corporate opportunities that I'm working at now um, and a couple of studios around town. Uh, and I also teach out of my own home, a mom's group, but I just, I guess I, I, I like to work for corporations and companies that match my values. Hmm. So that's something that's, I guess, important too, right? Because if you're doing the type of work that you're doing, you obviously don't want to be aligning yourself with someone that just doesn't make sense for you. Absolutely. That. It's funny because I don't think we really think about that, right? Like yeah. I've done it, but I, I don't think I've ever said like, no, you know, I'll have a, someone that wants to do something. I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's a fit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't just want to be paid. Just exactly. Paid. I want to be excited about my clients. Yeah, I want to be excited going there. I want to, and I want them to receive it. That's more than anything. I want them to receive it. You know, I don't want to just be talking just to be talking. <laughs> um, yeah, values are, are big too for me personally. I think a lot of that was rediscovered or unfolded going down this path to just getting really clear about what my values were. So it is, I think with being a spiritual entrepreneur, I think the things differ when it, when it comes to aligning yourself, right? It isn't about just making money, um, but it's also at the same time, it's like also being able to sustain yourself. Cause I've had um, several yeah. women come on and you definitely don't want to have to let go of the work because you can't sustain yourself. And then finding those things that are important to you. I had another woman come on and she said that she's, she didn't charge, you know, the thing is to charge, you know, maybe the years that you've been doing it or what everybody else at the same level. And she talked about her energy that she was putting into the work and how much mm -hmm. energy it took because the type of work she was doing um, so she does like numerology and so she does readings and she said there was just so much energy. Yeah. She needed to charge enough to sustain herself and continue to do the work. Um, she goes, but I don't think we charge according to our energy. And that's mm. so important because we are giving a lot of our, she's like, I'd be exhausted after yeah. I have five clients like that. I can't. Yeah. I can't give to the next or I can because I will give them all of me. But then after mm -hmm. I'm done and spent, like I can't. Um, so that these are like things like like you brought up that one of those things that was important for you to be aligned with the clients, that type of clients that you wanted to attract, right? So, yeah, and how long have you been doing it now? Two years. Two years. Okay. Mm -hmm. What would you What would you say to someone that's just starting out after two years, or what would you go back and t say? I guess to yourself, what would be that that guidance that you would give someone starting out? Wait, is it two years? Wait, no, it was June. It was June last year. This is the year. 
Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, I would just say, I would say get really crystal clear about your values. Um, your values are going to hold you and they're going to also direct you to, to the type of clientele you want to work with. You also have to do a lot of planning. Like a lot of people, women of color, we do this. We know we have this great grand idea that we want to business that we want to do, but we haven't done the back work, like do the research, you know, find out what other companies are charging, um, get a plan in place for what companies you're going to target, get a plan in place for like your ideal customer. Um, there's just so much and find, and ask again, ask. There are women that want to share everything with you. We're just not taught to ask. And when you start asking, people will give you all kinds of information that can help you build your business. You just have to be able to ask for what you need because somebody's going to share it with you. I think well, it's I'm glad for that guidance for sure. <laughs> when we are doing that work, we don't know exactly, right? Especially in this day and age where everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, right? It's all about yeah. do this and hustle. But when you, when for women, I think it's so important to us for it to have mean, meaning and purpose and to help others and to yeah. have a spiritual business, but at the same time, it being aligned with what we want to do. And then yeah. talking about, yeah, as women of color, learning how to ask, not trying to figure out everything ourselves. Like yeah. Something that's been coming up a lot for me about learning how to ask. But I think first you have to ask yourself and be clear so that you can go out. Cause I think sometimes people hesitate asking because because we're not clear. Right. Or, or we don't even know what to ask. Maybe you don't, we don't right. even know what to ask, you know? Right. So it's definitely being clear and then um, learning how to ask. So mm -hmm. we're coming, we're coming to a close and I appreciate all of that information. <laughs> but some of the final questions that I always ask um, my guests that come along is, you know, number one is, what does it mean for you to connect to your inner child? How do you connect to your desires? And what does feminine energy feel and look like for you? Like, how do you connect? Mm, that's beautiful. Um, that's one thing I've really been reconnecting to is my feminine energy. You know, again, going back to how we're raised to be like these strong women. And, you know, we can show our emotional side too. A male mate, but how about to our own self, other than just makeup, clothes, hair, and all this stuff? How do I allow my femininity to be expressed? Um, and it's, it, to me, it goes back to my values and my desires. Like, you know, femininity, it can be sexual. There's nothing wrong with being sexual. It can be the way you choose to dress. It can be the way you hold space for other women. You know, it just, to me, Women, we're given such a gift of beauty. This body is like an incredible machine that births children. <laughs> um, it has its own rhythmic cycle. Um, there's just so much that you can say what that word means. Um, but for me, it just means owning my own magical body and self. Um, and how do you connect to your desires? Well, I'm very outspoken and I have no problem asking for what I need. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm pretty good about asking for what I need or what I think I need in the moment. 
were you always able to read what your desires were? Because I know for a lot of people, we've, we may have learned to suppress our desires for what is needed, right? Like, you know, we will push it aside, not thinking that it could be the same thing. Oh, this is what I desire. This is what I can go for. Does that make sense? Like for people like, like for me, example, um, I had a daughter. I know I needed to take care of her. There, for me, the desire of doing something that I loved was not an option for me, right? But that was this decision I made. So how do you start listening to your desires and how do you learn to express that? Well, I think mine is a little bit backwards because I've always done whatever I desired. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Um, My mother used to tell me I was such an insatiable child because I mean, I would literally, I mean, I've tried so many things because, because I I don't know. I don't know what kind of outgoing body that I have, but I I like to try everything at least once. so I, I, I typically just fall into whatever that desire is. And it, sometimes it got me in trouble growing up. <laughs> um, but now, again, going back to the meditation, you know, I just get really quiet. And I journal a lot, you know, I write down a lot of things that I want to do or see and be. Um, and I get really quiet and just listen to things that, I, that are in tune with my values. Mm. Instead of, like, for instance... Again, I like to party. I don't need to go to all those parties again. I, there's certain people I just don't need to be around 24-7 anymore. Um, so I have to listen to my body and my, my and what I'm trying to do. Is it, like, is it aligned with what I'm trying to do? Hmm. And how do you connect to your inner child? Inner child. You know, that's one I'm still working on. Um, how do I connect to my inner child? You know, I, I play, you know, my daughter probably says I don't play enough with her. <laughs> um, but I, I play hard, you know, I, I like to do things that are, that make me feel good. My name is Shay Reem with Meditations with Shay. I live in Dallas, Texas. You can find me at meditationswithshay.com or shay at meditationswithshay.com.